Every single Saturday on these airwaves. My name's Casey Steve, the voice of your valley. On Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM, 1480 AM. Come on! KYOS. All of the little communities up and down the 99, the I-5. And our favorite little community, Gushti, that's right. Dairy Capital. You guys still doing milk out there? Oh, so many things going on. Let me put that on pause. Oh, we got to get ready to go out. Because we only have an out song on this. This is the bonus. Oh, there was nothing wrong, baby. With a little bump of grok. You got to go out on this segment with just one song, so it makes it easy. 25 minutes a straight haul. It's like going, uh, what's 25 minutes away? Can't quite make Modesto. Almost. Turlock. Like driving to Turlock. If you're driving to Turlock, welcome to the show. Saturday, January, January, July 24th, 2021. There's five Saturdays in July. We have one more together. The 31st, the last day of the month. Can you believe it? Talk about slipping in there. Ah, here we are. We've talked about everything this morning. You know, if you miss any of the shows... You can go to 1480kyos.com. That's our website. There's a toolbar up at the top. Hit podcast. Scroll down. There they all are. This is the 209th show. Can you believe it? We've been doing this almost a decade. We've only been archiving these about, I think it's two years now. Two years. Hey, did you see the big uh, phallus go up into space last uh, week? That's right, Jeff Bezos. Well, the rocket looked that way too, but no, it was uh, it was amazing. You know, everybody's getting in the billionaires boys club, getting up there into space. Of course, Richard Branson with the Virgin Atlanta. It was the Virgin and the uh, phallic. I don't know what's going on up there, but uh, very very interesting. Two kind of different modes. Uh, Bezos was autonomous, kind of like your Amazon delivery. Suddenly, it's just there. Got a little heat when he came back down to Earth. His, heads were, his head was still up in the clouds. I don't know. Maybe they have a nitrogen mix. Maybe they put some nitrous oxide. I don't know what happened, but he said, hey, I want to thank all my... <laughs> I want to thank all the workers and the customers, the uh, people that buy Amazon, because you paid for this. No kidding. No kidding. That uh, Boy, that got an out. Boy, Elizabeth Warren, she went on the... Uh, well, I can't say that. She got really upset and said, hey, why don't you pay your back taxes, you son of a gun? Because, you know, that's the uh, that's the assault on these uh, billionaires, the billionaires' boy club. What does old Bernie, Bolshevik Bernie say? You know, the independent that has taken over the Democratic Party. You know, those three people, they all, it's, it's, it's not for things. He starts spittle and the hair. Oh, it's unbelievable. It looks like Colonel Sanders got some bad chicken or something. Anyway, Bezos, Bezos, the Cuban-born uh, founder of Amazon. I remember when Amazon first started. It was just books. Everybody remember that? Books. It's like, hey, books over the, the mail? Hey. Uh, put basically every bookstore out of business. And then they went to the retail side, and that put basically the rest of a lot of small brick-and-mortar shops out. Because if you can't get it on Amazon and eBay delivered to your door, you're doing something wrong. I, uh, I tell you, this uh, e-commerce, it's a big deal. Anyway, very interesting to see. Also, the pushback Excuse me, from the uh, national media. Uh, Virgin Atlantic, when they went up, I think it was a weekend, so they had to drag the folks in from the, you know, the the, the weekend crew, you know, the guys uh, that happened to be hanging around the station there at CBS Central in New Nuevo York, 
And this guy they got on about the, ver- you know, oh, Gene, uh, you know, from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, the poor correspondence, he's just trying to talk over the, the hip-hop rapper, you know, uh, at, the, at the celebration. And the, the guy in New York's like, oh, well, what about the uh, folks that can't afford this? The, you know, the, the people that are suffering, they're not going to be able to afford a ride to space. Isn't this just a, a rich person's, you know, out of touch with reality type of uh, endeavor? I'm just like, God, let's not celebrate the technology. Let's not celebrate a private individual spending their resources and capital. Capital. Uh, all the jobs, the offshoots of technology, those type of things. I mean, this guy would have vilified Disneyland. You know, he would have vil- he would. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, I really don't understand why we're building an amusement park. It's just going to be for uh, you know people who can afford one hundred and fifty dollars a ticket uh, to ride the, uh, the the Mad 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 World or the Wild Watt Ride or the you know Space uh, Valley, whatever whatever they got going on over there. I mean, were you going to get after Walt Disney? For having a dream. So here this guy wants to do space tourism and getting heat from the uh, media. This was uh, more so with Richard Branson's Bezos. I don't know. He got a lot of heat just because <laughs> the shape of his rocket. And then uh, the Dr. Uh, Evil, the, uh, the mini-me, all of that. Kind of, a, kind of a funny little thing. There was a lot of funny meme, memes uh, on the deal. But again, paid for by capitalism. He was not wrong in that. Paid for by you and me. Speaking of capitalism... The small business spotlight has been here on Merced for some time, as you know, by our uh, three elected representatives, uh, the trifecta, if you will, from the county, the state, and the city. Uh, that would be Adam Gray, Assemblyman, uh, Josh Pedrozo, uh, District Supervisor, and uh, our own Mayor, Matt Serrato. And they have this small business spotlight. Again, I think this is the fourth or fifth one they've done. I think it was La Casita, the taco shop over there. On uh, was at 13th Street, right along the freeway. They were having the 99-cent Taco Wednesday special. And I found it kind of, kind of uh, well, it was just interesting that uh, Mayor Serrato said, hey, any order over $50, I will personally deliver to you. And I couldn't help thinking, hey, when are you going to start delivering on the campaign promises uh, that you talked about when you were running? I know that was a fun time, too. Uh, you've been in the saddle now, what, six, seven months? We have... Record number of homicides here in our fine community. One that just happened this week. We have the 13th and G Street on-ramp that looks like absolute hell. And the reason I bring that up, I understand that it's not completely in your purview as mayor. But you have the other two uh, (laughs) individuals with you in this small business spotlight. How about putting a spotlight on the quality of life? for all the businesses, for all the residents of this city, and take care of some of, that, some of these issues. Instead of delivering 99-cent tacos, how about the three of you deliver on some cleanup from Caltrans, deliver on some enforcement of the existing laws? How come we're not delivering on that? So while I love the carnita special, maybe a little bitter, uh, I, would, I don't know if you got the choice of flour or maize, but... Uh, I'd like to see the delivery on the campaign promises. What else was in the news this week? Oh, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Uh, That has really changed, hasn't it, my friends? Oh, the water tower demolition. Let me talk about that. A lot of regret. Now, I've talked about this water tower ad nauseum. I didn't want to see it go. I wanted it to stay. We're talking about over there at 12th and 13th Street, Merced's historic water tower. It's just a shell. I think it's gone now. 
stood over there on the south side of town, an icon along Highway 99. You could see it from everywhere, courthouse, everywhere. Had a home of UC Merced on it recently. We don't use the big water towers. It hadn't been used for some years, but still it was a landmark, and that's why I wanted to see it per, per, uh, preserved as a landmark, not as a functioning water tower. I think structurally uh, some of the comments were specious, especially when you look at some of the other water towers that are still standing around this community, very similar to this one. There's one over on M Street. I don't see a, a big rush to go tear that one down. There's a water tower out there on Highway 140 at one of the local packing sheds that has been standing for many years. I just, it is sad, and I, uh, I empathize with those folks that are now seeing the results of the demolition of the old water tower at 12th and Canal. Uh, it was something that I, I uh, thought it was kind of a symbol, not only for that side of the city, but also for Merced. It had made it since 1934, two years uh, before this radio station started. So again, there for a long time. Uh, but unfortunately came down. I hope they save some of the steel. I'm going to try to go by there, see if I can get a, a chunk of the uh, one of the columns or something there. It was a very, it was a riveted structure, uh, very, very uh, unique. Uh, Tumor said, in my mind, a historical landmark, all gone now, all gone. So those folks that are sad to see it go, again, there was a lot of participation early on. I tried to foment some participation, wasn't able to get it done. Uh, so in, anyway, that's what's happened to the water tower let's go on so many things you know this is the bonus half hour we try to try to get these things alan brooks oh you know i really wanted to talk about this if i could uh there's a couple of two vie for a, a vacant seat on the school board area three merced city school district board all mail-in ballot election starting uh it's going to start april 3rd i believe august 2nd excuse me august 2nd uh, it's going to finish uh, august 31st you know you see the a immediately think April, but no, it's August. We're past April, aren't we? So August 31st is when the election will end. Adam Cox, uh, former president, Merced Greater Chairman of Commerce. Uh, what they don't say is former board member. Well, they do say it here somewhere. Former board member for Area 3. That's right. He gave it up. A 33-year-old Merced native. Cox attended school in Merced, attended Sheehy, blah, blah, blah. Cox served as a media and communication. Let's see. Now he's management analyst for the county. Cox represented Area 3 on the board and resigned because he applied for a job at the Merced City School District and thought it would be a conflict of interest to have a job while serving as a school board member. So he gave up his job. He wanted to be the PIO, public information officer. They, uh, Joey Horta left. There was an opening. Of course, Al Rogers, everybody remembers, or maybe you don't. Al Rogers, he came down from Sacramento, superintendent, uh, took over uh, for the Merced City School District, got in a little trouble, uh, some accusations. Uh, put on leave by the board. Well, evidently, uh, he had made a, a deal, uh, some sort of uh, promise to Mr. Cox that he would get this uh, position. Evidently, that didn't come through. As you know, Mr. Rogers is no longer there. So now Adam wants his job back. And uh, I think that if Mr. Brooks is really serious, if Alan Brooks is really serious about this position, where is it? Oh, it's on the back page. Uh, Alan Brooks is 43, grew up in Milwaukee. Uh, you may have re uh, remember him, that name. He ran for an open seat on the city council this last election. was unsuccessful. I believe Bertha Perez uh, was the one that came out victorious in that. Uh, but again, Alan Brooks throwing his hat in the ring, lives in the district. You have to live in the district. But uh, I, <laughs> if I was Alan, I would just kind of look, uh, look at the uh, comments made 
by Adam Cox in this uh, in this article. He says, over a decade on the board, I've really been able to educate myself on the intricacies of financing and running public education in California, Cox said. Well, uh, I'll tell you, education in California has ran itself into the ground. And for you to be over there a decade at 33 years old means, uh, let me use my MCOE math here, because I, too, was a product of the Merced City School District system, uh, Burbank. Luther Burbank went there, started there, then went over to the brand new facility at Chenoweth. That was, but you still smell the lead paint or the uh, paint on the wall there. And then I went over to Hoover. After that, it was East Campus, then North Campus. So I, I went around the block too, Adam. And uh, if you're 33 now and you've been on the board for 10 years, that means you were 23. And uh, the state of our schools is in the state it's in right now. He goes on to say, with that history, 10 years. Being able to know which questions to ask, which is a good hallmark of a good elected leader. (laughs) Obviously, he kind of missed the mark there on Mr. Rogers, huh? Cox said he wants to run for the school board with the intent of providing more accountability and transparency, especially when it comes to letting parents in the community know what the district intends to do with taxpayer money. Well, I hope so especially after being there 10 years. He says, I think, cultural, I think culture changes when we go back to transparency and accountability. No kidding. Transparency and accountability is huge. But one of the big things here that Cox admits, according to reports discussed in previous board meetings, Cox said three out of 10 children in the district are proficient readers. Now, I love how we give the statistics in a way that makes it sound palatable hey three out of ten can read well let me turn that around 70 percent can't they're not proficient in reading now this is a huge problem because we're talking about the merced city school district this is your k through eight now i think they're going to get pre-k here pretty soon so here we have adam cox 10 years in the saddle admitting That after 10 years, we're up to 30% proficiency, and we know how to spend that money, and we know how to pick administrators. Mr. Brooks, if you can't take that and run with it, because you had a scholarship from Grambling, didn't you? You know how to carry a ball, right? Oh, I think you can run with this. I think you can run with this. Yeah, football scholarship, Grambling State University. So run with that, Mr. Brooks, run with that. Adams uh, had a chance, 10 years, resigned, looking for greener pastures. He's over there at the county doing good things. So, again, I I think uh, this is an easy choice, a very easy choice. I want to talk about the Merced City Council meeting that happened Monday night. There were some comments about some residents that live along Yosemite Avenue. And I want to play those comments because it just goes to show you the growing pains happening with the university And the growth in North Merced, there's a lot of talk about annexations in that area. Here's excerpts from the public comment portion of the meeting from a couple of residents. One is Frank Click, a longtime resident out there on Yosemite Avenue. Also, Ben Durant, former president of Merced College. Also, Mr. Hawthorne, a uh, law enforcement officer, with their views and opinions on what's going on out there. Here we go. My name is Frank Click, and I'm representing myself and my wife, Elizabeth. And we live on East Yosemite Avenue between Hatch and Perch. And uh, we had lots of issues with, with our road 
In fact, my wife even sent a letter to Josh Perdoja, which you all have a copy of. And uh, so what I did is I called the city, and they connected me with Emily Foster, whose her, her mission is mostly roads in the city. That's her mission. And I talked to her about road safety, speed, and noise. Shortly after that, one of the traffic officers called me right away, and I re-talked for a little while, but he got called on an emergency, so he had to hang up. And he said he was the only one on duty on traffic patrol. The other guy that's normally on traffic patrol was sick or something. So I didn't hear anything for a while. And then Leon uh, Penchabona, he's a traffic officer, he called me, and we had a real long, nice conversation talking about all the traffic issues. And then, so to get down to the, to cut to the chase, my wife was at her mailbox out front. She leans over their mailbox, but their hair mail, our mailbox doesn't overhang the curb, but we have a six-foot bike lane. And I'm, I'm sitting on my tractor right here, spraying for weeds, and I'm looking at her. And here comes this huge, jacked-up, white Ford pickup truck, and he's straddling the, the, bike, the bike lane. And he was going by so fast and so loud that it actually flapped her over onto our grass. And he kept on going. And what he's doing, he's speeding, he's speeding in the slow lane to get around all the traffic. And then he, he got a yellow light, so he ran through the yellow light anyway. And this happens all the time, especially in the evenings that I'm in front of our place. It's just madness. And then the following day, we heard a loud noise out front. And there was, I, I was sitting out front, I wasn't on my tractor, but I was working on the lawn. And there's a couple guys here at the McKee light. They could hear them kind of run, run, here having their engines. And they did a drag race. I set my stopwatch as I heard all the noise. And he got to, he got to Lake Road in, in 14 seconds. And I kept that, he was doing 130 miles an hour. And the guy behind him, of course, couldn't go fast enough. So I went to one lane, so he just went right through. I think uh, your time's up, Mr. Click, but if you need a... I got one more thing. If you go, uh, Mr. Gorman will uh, cede some of his time. So. Okay. And then the, that Saturday night, I can remember if Saturday or Sunday night, and the same thing, we're, we're sleeping in our bedroom, and our, our bedroom curtains are kind of semi-transparent, and all of a sudden, the same thing again, you hear all this loud engine noise, and these guys, somehow, they have a system to bypass their mufflers. I don't know if you do about that. And all of a sudden, there was a huge explosion. I mean, like orange and red. It lit up our front room window, our bedroom window. And, and, and the concussion was so bad, you could feel the glass shake. Somehow, they're injecting nitromethane and an alcohol mixture into their exhaust systems, what they use in drag racers. And that's what the explosion was. And it was a huge, a huge orange and red cloud. This is just madness. It's like a war out front. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. It's just crazy. Thank you for your time. Thank you, sir, for coming to address us. Mr. Click, Mr. Beltron, who's our city engineer. He's right. Uh, you see him right there? Yeah. Speak with him on this. He's, oh, he's the expert. Already met with okay. Quite a bit already. Great. Yeah. Mr. Mayor, uh, Councilman, yes. uh, persons, and staff, thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go just a little bit. Uh, Frank and I talked. Uh, uh, about some of the things. My name's Curtis Gorman, live at 3534 Hatch Road. I have to enter Yosemite every time I leave my house. And uh, I'm gonna get to it. This, it. There's a lot of traffic now. It's increased over the years and I'm not sure. Um, I mean, maybe there has been a recent uh, uh, traffic study for speed, but the traffic, uh, the speed limit's a little quick out there now. The housing that's been built out there, uh, the amount of, of uh, UC students and personnel, I think that 
maybe a, a lower speed limit would probably be a really good idea. Also, I want to I want to put something out there that Frank talked about, and he, this was important to him, and he didn't get it out. The traffic controls at Perch on Yosemite and the traffic controls at McKee in Yosemite, um, he thought maybe a good idea at nights and weekends is for them to go to flashing red. It's going to cause people to slow down maybe a little bit. Um, I, I still think there'll be high speeds there. I don't think it's going to stop it, but at least if they have to come to a stop, it maybe slow down a little bit. So just he wanted that idea out there and I wanted to uh, put it before you. Uh, but, you know, mainly a, maybe a, a speed study or traffic study might be a really good idea. And whenever the traffic uh, enforcement uh, patrol has an opportunity, uh, there's places to park out there and do speed enforcement. Uh, I know that I don't want to speak for Frank, but we've talked about it. He would gladly let one of our motorcycle enforcement officers sit in his driveway and, and do speed uh, enforcement. So uh, and the traffic is really fast. Uh, and, then, and then as you, I'm sure you're aware, just to bring it to your attention, I believe it's in the last month, within a week period, there were two fatal accidents on Yosemite. And I would guess that at least one of them was really high speed and another one was probably a DUI. So just some things to think about and, you know, uh, help us out a little bit and on uh, Yosemite, McKee, and Perch Avenue, it'd be greatly appreciated. Thank you for your time. Thanks, sir. Mr. Duran. Mr. Mayor and members of the City Council, Ms. Dietz, thank you uh, for this opportunity to chat with you tonight. Uh, so my, my two neighbors have, uh, have shared with you some of the concerns. I just wanted to share with you uh, that um, Three minutes is uh, it's difficult to convey everything that we're concerned about, and of course, uh, Mr. Click and others have in fact been in touch with your with your staffs, and and we appreciate the, uh, the 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 reception that we've received. What we're hoping is that we get some consideration for that uh, for that speed there. I, I've been I've been apprised of the fact that, for instance, in front of in front of um, the fairgrounds, uh, it's a thirty mile an hour speed limit. In front of our houses, it's forty five miles an hour. Which means that for some young youngsters and oldsters too, uh, it means 65 miles an hour or 70 miles an hour. So my wife told me, when you go up there, um, don't always just go and complain, but maybe have some solutions. And certainly, consideration of the speed limit uh, would be one. The other is a consideration of perhaps taking those lights and having them blinking, uh, blinking, uh, you know, red lights uh, after a certain part time of the evening. The um, after eight or nine o'clock at night out there, it truly is. Like like a like a racetrack, and uh, and if, if if folks have to come and stop and then take off, it's going to be a lot better than if they've been they've been coming all the way down from uh, from Lake Road. Uh, just down the road, we have uh, for over 400 new units that are going to be filled with uh, with uh, youngsters, uh, young people from the from the university. Uh, right behind there, there are. Uh, Quite a few more newer homes that are going up, uh, and there's that that development that uh, that has come into its own in the last several years. All of that has contributed and de and delivered um, traffic. It is it's one pro one problem is that they are racing down that road. The other problem is that none of you who are here had anything to do with this. But when that road was built, through sheer greed. It was literally shrunken, and, and it is narrower than the rest of Yosemite Avenue. That one, that one section is narrower than the rest of Yosemite Avenue, which makes it uh, less safe than the rest of Yosemite Avenue. So with that, uh, just some considerations and some thoughts, and uh, would like you to, to seriously give us some thought to speed limit, and then also to the perhaps of uh, uh, how, how we signal that. With that, thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. You guys, uh, you have the attention of our city manager. She'll follow up with you Thank city you. engineer as well welcome to spend a little time with michael right now Thank he gives him a break from having to pay attention to us so happy to talk to you and then uh... 
So just some uh, comments there from the public about some of the frustrations. Again, no problem getting tacos delivered, but can we get public safety delivered? Can we get the promises that were made delivered on? That's the big question here this weekend on Citizen Watch. Hey, we're out of time. Goes quick, doesn't it? Goes quick. The bonus half hour. We'll be back next weekend. Again, Brian Raymond, hopefully in studio, talking about everything at water. A lot going on up there. We didn't even get to Livingston. I don't know what's in the water up there, the soil, that nematode spray, something. A lot going on in Livingston. We'll try to cover it all next week on Citizen Watch. My name's Casey Steed, the voice of your valley on Merced's News Talk Station, 107.3 FM. 1480 AM KYOS. See you later. See you